School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and today we are going to talk about the Yesu VX6R. Now, I know what you're thinking to yourselves. You're going to say, hey, Phil, why are we talking about the Yesu VX6R? That is not a scanner radio. That's actually a ham radio or an amateur radio. And sometimes on the podcast, I like to think outside the box a little bit and find other radios out there that we may want to use as scanner radios that maybe aren't built for the scanner radio market, the scanner radio world. Now, I've been programming Yesu VX6Rs for local, I'd say customers of mine, or local scanner radio enthusiasts for quite a while. And this is one of those radios that I've had on my radar for quite a while. And I never actually pulled the trigger to buy one, but I recently did. I'm very happy I did. And I'm going to explain to you why I bought this radio, what I'm going to do with it, and why maybe you may want to think about buying a Yesu VX6R on today's podcast. So let's get right into it. So the Yesu VX6R launched back in 2005, making this an antique in the radio world. This has been out now for just about 20 years, if you're listening to this podcast episode in 2023. It's been quite a while. And this is a dual band, and we're going to call it a dual band radio because that's how it's marketed. But it's a single band receiver radio, which basically means you can only listen to one frequency at a time. And when we compare this radio or this radio's ability to listen to one frequency at a time, it's in line with every other scanner radio that's out there. It's in line with the SR30C, the WS1010, the BCD436HP, right? These radios only monitor one frequency at a time. But what makes this Yesu a little bit different here is the fact that it's got water ingress protection. Basically, it's marketed as a submersible radio. It can be submerged, as you're saying on the box, for one meter for up to 30 minutes without any kind type of water intrusion, which is really great. Now, what's really weird about this radio, though, is that they call a DMR-capable radio, and it's not a DMR-capable radio. It's a marketing term here. It's not DMR as in Capacity Plus, Moto Turbo, or anything like that. It stands for Direct Memory Recall, which is basically how the memories work here. And I'm bringing this up up front right now, so you don't get confused if you just happen to be looking at the specifications as I'm talking about them. But because it works very much like how we remember radios working, where you assign a memory channel to a particular key on the keypad, and you can quickly recall that memory position by pushing the button. Yeah, these are great. Okay, look, I'm putting carts before horses here because I'm really excited to talk about this radio. And I'm getting really into this, like, like what the radio can do before I'm even done talking about the specifications here on the radio. So this radio has been out, like I said, since 2005. It has outlasted the VX7. It's outlasted the VX8. 
And it succeeded the VX1, the VX2, the VX3, and the VX5. Now, I've owned VX3s. I have a VX3. I've used VX5s, love the VX6, and I own a VX7 and use VX8. So I'm pretty familiar with the way that this radio operates. The current radio, also the other current dinosaur on the market right now from Yesu is an FT60R. And when I went to buy this radio, I looked at, well, do I want an FT60R or do I want to go with the VX6, even though I had a VX7? And after looking at the actual specifications of these radios side by side, even though both of them are considered dual band radios and both only allow you to listen to one frequency at a time, the VX6R hands down blows the FT60R out of the water. Now, it's a $100 price difference, but I think it's money well spent. Also, we're not going to compare this to the FT4XR or the FT65R. These radios, again, are in classes by themselves, a little bit more of a uh, entry-level two-way radio. And again, we'll make specific podcast episodes or videos for YouTube just for these types of radios. And again, I reviewed the uh, 4XR and the 65R when we were looking at Baofeng alternatives. And you can actually catch that episode on session number 204 of the podcast. So let's look at some more of the specs of this radio. So the radio supports CTCSS and DCS, again, PL and DPL programming, which is great because it allows you now to filter out any transmissions you basically you don't want to hear. It does support analog only. Now, again, we did tease the fact that it did support what they call DMR, but it's direct memory recall and not the DMR that we're used to when it comes to scanner radio world. So this is an analog only radio. But the key here, and one of the things that really made me gravitate towards this radio is the fact that it does support AM, it supports FM narrow, and FM wide, or FM broadcast transmissions. So there's quite a bit that we can do here, and we're going to touch about on more of this in a little bit. So what comes in the box? When you buy this radio, what are you actually buying? Well, obviously you're buying the radio. The radio comes in the box. And you get a lithium-ion battery. So it's proprietary battery. You know how I feel about proprietary batteries. Yes, it it does come with a lithium-ion battery. But the nice thing here is if you wanted to, you can find aftermarket battery packs for these radios that will allow you to put double A's in there. So if you look hard enough, we'll put a couple of links in the description if that's something you want to do. If you have one of these radios, we will put that information in the description of this podcast for you. So you can go ahead and look at that. Also, you get a lanyard in there. You get the belt clip. You have an SMA antenna and you have a plug in wall charger. Now, of course, I had to buy my desktop charger because I love desktop chargers. And I think if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know I love my desktop chargers. What also is nice about this radio is that the design on it is very simple and it's simplified. That's a, that's a great thing about it. I don't know the other way of saying this is the fact that it is it's very simple and easy to hold in your hand. Everything is mapped out nicely. And I don't feel like I have the typical, the Yesu like, it's just too much in front of me here. Every time I, I grab like my VX6R, I need the manual. Oh, and speaking of manuals, a big fat manual comes in a box too. So you're going to get that when you buy the radio. The top of this radio, pretty simple. I've said simple a thousand times now. I don't know why I keep saying it. But anyway, it has your SMA connector on top for your antenna. It has your your jack on the top for your speaker mic, which is also used for your programming port. And it's watertight. You actually have to unscrew that to get access to it, which is really interesting. And then you screw in the speaker mic to get it to sit in there. So it's one of these one 
jack speaker mic. So it's a four prong speaker jack on there. And of course, you've got your stacked uh, volume knob, channel knob on there as well. So you got basically the dual knob on there. On the right side of the radio, you basically just have your DC plug to charge the radio. On the left side, you have your push to talk button and your monitor button. On the back, you've got your belt clip and your battery. Of course, belt clip is completely removable. And on the front, you've got your LCD display. You've got your LED flashlight or your alert light. You've got your keypad. And you've also got uh, your speaker and your microphone. This is really, though, the next section here, the frequency ranges. This is really why I bought this radio. And I'm going to slow up here because I think this is the, the big point right now on what really is why I'm buying the radio, actually why I bought the radio, why I'm recommending the radio, and why I think this is a a just a great do-it-all, rugged, should really think about kind of putting this one into your, your stash. So yes, it is a ham radio, okay? And we're talking about this radio even though we're in a scanner radio world here, okay? It supports transmission on what we call 2 meters and 70 centimeters, and also 220 here in the U.S., which basically means VHF and UHF, 144 to 147, and then 438 probably up to 450. That's, that's basically where it transmits here in the U.S., but it's the reception, right, That that is killer. This is really where it shines and, and why I, I'm loving this radio right now. This radio is like a Swiss Army knife. It covers a ton of bands. We'll start from the bottom, work our way up. Okay, The bottom band, obviously, being AM broadcast band. You can tune to your local AM broadcast frequencies with this radio. So imagine this. Imagine you only have one radio to work with, right? And the lights are out. Maybe there's a storm going on overhead. And you want to know what's going on. Okay, I have this radio here in my pocket or in my go bag, or in my duffel bag, or my backpack, or whatever it is, glove box, glove box of the car, the, the tin coffee can that's in the contain, you know, in, in the kitchen that has all of my candles and whatever else in there. I don't know. But this radio will allow you to know what's going on in your neck of the woods on the AM news channels, okay? AM broadcast band. You can also pick up shortwave radio. So it will go from 1.8 megahertz to 30 megahertz. What's also really cool about this radio here, now again, we're talking about AM, right? No upper sideband, no lower sideband. But you can also get public safety low band. So if you still have stuff on 36, 38, 42, 44 megahertz, you want to tune around amateur radio 6 meter band on 50 megahertz, this radio will do all that. I've been tuning around low band public safety with this radio tuning in 4610 4646 okay pretty cool fm broadcast band yes so if like in my neck of the woods we have an am news channel that's simulcast on fm radio so i could effectively listen to fm radio and get updates on weather alerts or what's happening outside right if it's if there's a disaster going on or school closings or i can just listen to the ball game or something like that right so there's a lot of stuff we can do with this radio additionally it covers aviation in am mode you can't get am on a baofeng right so i could take this to the airport i could take this to just chill out at an air show if i wanted to and i can monitor what's going on in the skies above with this radio 
I could take this radio to the beach and monitor the Coast Guard. I can take this and monitor the, the trains. I can take this and monitor wherever it is basically I want, even mill air, because it covers the mill air spectrum as well. It covers the VHF and UHF federal bands. And as pretty useless as it is today, it covers VHF and UHF TV bands. Everything here in the States is pretty much gone digital. So that was something that would have been cool, but there's a lot that we can cover on this radio. Basically, it covers from 504 kilohertz, which again is half a megahertz, all the way up to just under a gig, 998.99 megahertz. Quite a bit of range on here. Pretty much up and down with just a couple of breaks because, again, in the U.S., we can't monitor cellular. It's blocked, but, again, you can't monitor anyway because it's not it's not analog anymore. All right. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk more about what this radio can do, such as its memories, who the target users are, and why I bought this radio. As a reminder, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 or higher level doesn't get this upcoming break. For everybody else, we'll catch you all in just one moment, and I hope – you're going to stick around because I'm hoping that I've really gotten you going on this VX6R. We'll catch you all in just one second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or Scanner Master, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single Sent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is, we would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. Okay, so we know that this is a powerhouse little radio, okay? It fits in the palm of your hand, by the way. This isn't like a giant Motorola radio. This thing fits in the palm of your hand. It's smaller than an ASR30C. It's smaller than a WS1010. It is a transceiver, right? It transmits and receives. So remember, that's one of the things it does. It does transmit. You don't need a license to buy this radio, but 
I would recommend getting a ham radio license if you had this, or maybe your GMRS license, right? But we're sticking in a scanner radio world. What do we have under the hood here? Well, it's a 900 memory channel radio, basically. Okay. Well, it's got 900 memory locations, 24 memory banks, and the channels can be assigned into multiple banks. So if you wanted to have a, a hot list and a local zone and maybe something else, you can assign one memory channel to three lists. The issue here, though, with these memory channels is the fact that there's only six alpha characters on the display and also on a bank name. So you kind of have to get very creative when you name these channels and maybe you don't want to name these channels. And this is a way a lot of two-way radios or ham radios specifically worked back in the day, especially ones that are almost 20 years old. We typically only had six characters on there. And I remember a ton of radios out there. They only had six characters because many call signs were were only six characters in length at max. So that's kind of why we we kind of stuck with that six, uh, six characters, at least six characters here in the US. Now, there are separate memory banks here for shortwave, marine, and weather stations. And the radio does come pre-programmed with 89 shortwave stations and also 280 marine channels. Now, being again, this is a almost a two-decade-old radio. Some of these shortwave stations might have gone the way of the Dodo in the last 15 years or so. We also have 15 limit memory channels, 12 home quick key channels, and I don't even understand how most of these memory channel things work. A lot of these Yesu channels are, are limits, or you scan lowers and uppers, or there's a lot of different pages and, and memory layouts, and, and that's how they get to the 900 memory channels. There's a lot of different stuff in here that doesn't make sense to us as scanner radio users. All we really need to remember is there's plenty of memory in here, there's 24 banks, and we can load this radio up probably for more than we we have to because, again, analog only, non-trunking. So it really is going to limit what it is that we put in here. So who's the target user here? Who is the target user that I'm talking to? And who's the target user that Yaesu is trying to sell this radio to? Well, obviously, it's amateur radio operators because this is a ham radio. The radio comes out of the box with the ability to transmit on 2 meters, 70 centimeters, and here in the United States, 1.25 meters, which again is a 220 band. Now, I had my radio modified to go out of band, and you can easily modify it yourself, and I just paid the $30 online to have it done when I ordered it, because with what I'm sitting through right now, I would just rather have somebody do something for me, especially for $30. Just let them do it. It, it just saves me the time and the hassle and probably bricking a radio, to be honest with you. But now this radio can go out of band. And what that means is I can now use this radio for GMRS if I wanted to. Is it FCC type accepted? No, but it could be used that way. It could be used as a dual purpose radio if I really wanted to. Uh, that includes if I decided to do it for several reason, and I'm saying I'm going to do it that way, but the opportunity does arise in the case of an emergency, FRS, MURS, business band, GMRS, and top of amateur radio. And that's called the Mars Cat mod, by the way. So who else are buying these radios besides amateur radio users? Well, preppers, big time preppers are looking at these radios. And there's a reason why preppers are looking at these radios. I mean, first of all, because they are they're tight. They are watertight. They are, they're built rugged. It's like a Tonka truck, so to speak. And it's got really, really heavy duty uh, padding on it. I mean, come on, it's, it's not going to be like intrinsically safe or it's not going to compare to a commercial radio. It is an amateur radio, but it is the Vertex line, basically, right? VX. It is the Vertex subsidy of Yesu that is that is that uh, this is modeled under. But preppers are going for this, again, because of the wide 
the wide frequency range on it, the heavy-duty design, the ease of use, the weather resistancy on it, the fact that it has an LED emergency flashlight on the front of it, and it even has an optional barometer sensor that you can put into this radio. So you can get even some more detailed weather information about what's going on around you. Now, I put the barometer sensor in my VX7R. Not too thrilled with it. I think it's more of a novelty issue than anything else. But again, this radio is something that I believe could take some abuse, could could fall off a desk, and I think it would just keep a licking and keep on ticking, so to speak. But again... I think that our audience here should be scanner radio users because this could be a radio that we could have in our bag, in our go bags. Yes, it's not going to do trunking. It's not going to do P25. It's not going to do anything fancy like that, right? But it's a radio that we can take with us that'll get us going. It could be a secondary radio in addition to a radio that we have with trunking. Let, let another radio just sit on the trunk system. And to be honest with you, that is how I plan on using this radio with myself personally. This is going to be not a primary scanner radio, but it might be my go-to ham radio if I need a radio that I want to just take with me or one I want to keep in a glove box or one I want to keep in a, in, a, in, a, in a backpack or something. This will be my general carrier radio or general carry radio, analog only. I'm going to use it primarily for ham radio, probably GMRS something to monitor the weather with, something to take and monitor aviation or railroads, even monitor my local fire department because a lot of them are on FM analog and my county still uses low band. So this is a great radio for me for what I need. Now, yes, it's more than a Baofeng radio. It's more than an FT60R. It's about online with maybe an Anytone 878, which also does DMR, right? It's going to cost me as much as maybe a scanner radio. But this is a radio that I know I can take with me and I can use in an emergency situation and actually get help on if I needed to, right? I can call for somebody, being that I am a licensed amateur operator. But New York State is also very, very weird when it comes to our scanner radio laws, especially with what it is you can have in a vehicle. And one of the laws on the the VTL base or the, the vehicle uh, traffic law is the fact that you can't have a scanner radio, right? You can have a radio on you that has is capable of receiving public safety frequencies if you're a licensed amateur radio operator. But it has to be, the way I read, a transceiver and not just a scanner. So this kind of gets me through that loophole where it's like, okay, it's a ham radio, but it receives outside of the ham radio band. So if I wanted to carry this radio with me, I know I won't really have any issues unless you know I'm doing something illegal with it, which why would I even do that to begin with? But I, I, I think this is a great, great radio. So why am I recommending this radio? Again, it's because it covers from soup to nuts, right? It covers down from AM broadcast all the way up to a gig. AM, it does broadcast band, FM broadcast. It does, again, aviation, rails, weather alerts, you name it. It is very simple and easy to use. There's a ton of accessories for this because it's been out for forever. And you can use free programming software to program this. You, you, you can go online, get Chirp. C-H-I-R-P. And again, we'll throw some tutorials on there on how to use this. But if you have other Yesu radios, if you have a Baofeng radio, you can clone this radio to those other radios and keep a copy of it with you. So you can almost take this radio and set it up for you and not have to really learn how to use any additional software. And of course, if you have other Yesu radios, it's the same cable, the same microphone, et cetera, et cetera. 
So why did I end up in the end buying this radio? Because it's been out for almost 20 years and I just bought it. Why did I buy it? FOMO, fear of missing out. That's really what it came down to. You see, at the end of the year, I said, well, maybe I'll buy myself a new radio. What's out there in the market that I have had my eyes on for a while and, and I just haven't bought yet? And I came across again, the FT6R. I said, you know, I really do like this radio and it'd be a shame to just have it disappear on me and not get one, especially just because I've, I've liked them for so long. And then I went to go buy one. Couldn't find them anywhere. Not, not on Ham Radio Outlet, not on Gigaparts, not on Amazon. I could not find this radio no matter how hard I tried. I ended up buying it on back order and I waited almost two months to get it. Two months to get it. But I'm glad I got it. And that's why I got it really. I mean, this is going to be my analog only carry radio, mostly fire, ham, GMRS, business band use, just to monitor what's going on, maybe some federal, maybe some aviation, maybe some rails. But I'm going to take this radio out. I'm going to use it. I'm not going to be afraid of dropping it like I would be an SDS-100 or something else like that. Price point on this radio, again, US $249. We're going to put some links in the description of this podcast episode. So if you want to check out this radio and you want to help out Scanner School in doing so when you make a purchase or if you decide to make a purchase, you can use those links to help us out. And when you do so, that will give us a little bit of an affiliate commission on this radio. So with that, I want to say, what did you think about this quick review of the Yaesu VX6R? Do you have a Yaesu VX6R? Let us know. Go into our Discord server and let's talk about it. Scannerschool.com slash Discord. And if you do have a Yaesu VX6R, let's see some pictures of it out in the field. I'm definitely be posting some pictures of mine in use while I'm using it on my social media channel. So make sure you follow me over on our TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it, right? Any place you can pretty much post a picture online, I'll show you what we're doing with this radio. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altrack, Arthur Heron, Bill K, Bob Ross, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Cavallella, David Dombrowski, David Pasco, David C, David Kuzneski, Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B, Jim Heinrich, John Cordov, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Pilts, Nicholas Stanger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Bill Raven Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Terry Wright, Thomas Jampino, Todd Glendy, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.